We've all made mistakes We've all done stupid shit We're all broken inside We're all made of podcast i am your host jordan comby and i have my best friend here with me again austin archambo mm, yeah. <laughs> fuck let's get ready to rumble all right i'm so fucking glad this guy came over tonight i've had some good deep talks before we re- mm-hmm. recorded that we are not going to talk about because they are private but it's just good to have a best friend that you can always come to and talk about any shit that's going on in your life. So, I don't know. If you don't have that, find that. <laughs> I think we've talked about that in the last one. It's like, if you don't cross swords with your best friend and have deep conversation, they're not your best friend. And if you don't have a penis, I don't know what girls do. I just, they just Because you don't really have a stream. Should we just make this podcast about Have you our ever sex been noises? in an outhouse out in the woods? <laughs> Have you seen the conjoined outhouses where there's a ladies one and a guys one? There's one in Last Chance. That's where I remember it happening. Oh, not it's not it's an outhouse, I guess. It's a bathroom at a campground. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, an out, yeah. yeah, exactly. Bathroom and a campground. It's basically a permanent portable that's connected and you yes. can hear everything that's going on. Exactly. Cuz they're both the, stalls. The shit piles down below oh. are connected so you male and female shits combined combined yeah. <laughs> and i've been it was like i was like 10 and i thought girls peed in like a stream out their vagina i didn't well i thought that there was like not a separate hole too oh i'm like fucking 10 or 12 or whatever. i don't know <laughs> i'm just like i like boobs you know like <laughs> and um and then i i saw a lady go in there and i went in there to take a shit so Clearly, I was waiting till she was done <laughs> before you just, <laughs> before dropped I just dropped a bomb, fucking grease rocket down in there. A bomb. I was gonna hit the shit so hard she was gonna get poo on her butt. <laughs> the, the ricochet shit. <laughs> and she started peeing, and I was like, "God damn!" It was like there was in a little squeaker yeah, in dude, there. I'm like. Fuck me, are we, like, at a water park right now? Like, shit, it sounded like Class 5 Rapids going on, like, <laughs> no next shame. door to me. And I was like, I don't think girls pee in a stream. And then... What do you think, it just falls out of their fucking vagina? I thought it... Well, I don't know. I don't... I don't I've never watched a girl pee. I'll say You've that. You've never watched... I've heard a girl German pee. German pee porn before. And I'm like, that's not a stream, because the stream You've is just never... like clicked on the episode no and it, was like, it freaks me out way too much because i'm afraid I, i'm gonna like it i haven't delivered <laughs> <laughs> not to bring up porn again in the second fucking episode <laughs> but you never accidentally clicked on a video and it was 
it was pee porn. Yeah, they're like, are you thirsty? <laughs> I can't say I turned it off right away. It wasn't because I was like sexually aroused. You were done just jerking like, off at this point. I was done. Yeah, yeah. Totally had finished. I was just in there for like the entertainment yeah. factor. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And he's like, I mean, I'll, I'll watch you, a couple like, more minutes. It's like, yeah. it's shock value, right? Yeah. Two girls, one cop. That's like, true. Have nope. you ever gone on a shock value video binge? I threw up when you show, showed me two girls, one cop. <laughs> the full, the, full video. Full video. I got like 30 seconds in and I ran to your bathroom and fucking spewed. Two girls, I can't do poop, one dude. cup doesn't have shit on two guys, one stump. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off at two so guys, one funny. stump. <laughs> Because doesn't it have, like, Mario music in the background yes, or something yes. like that? Mario music. There's an amputee that has a stump leg. Well, don't give it away. Let them go look at it. Nah, tell them. Tell them. They're not going to look it up yet. They have They're not. I'm going to spare you from the video. Yeah. An amputee has a stump leg. One man. The other man is in the uh, 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 receiving position. Yeah. <laughs> and he fucks... The guy with his stump fucking leg. <laughs> right in the in asshole. The oh my god. I didn't know your asshole could get that big. Because this guy did not have chicken legs. <laughs> or chicken stumps. Where there was like the the like Asian volcano shit fetish where they projectile, they take an enema and just projectile shit up in the air like a volcano out of oh their ass. Oh my god. Like Which, that's kind of like jackass, yeah. The volcano. But, yeah. they're, but it's sexual. Oh my god. <laughs> People are fucking gross. It's fucked. But anyways, do girls pee in a stream? I've never, like... Yeah, absolutely. Do? It sounds girl, like it's just, like, spraying out. Girls can stand up and, like, pull their clit up and expose their little whatever their pee canal is. Wait, it's a... It's and literally, they can spray out. Oh. They could, they could pee in a urinal if they, like, pulled their pussy up, stretched that <laughs> shit out. You guys can't see it, but he's like standing up and demonstrating, and it's there awesome. is demonstration. <laughs> I thought the piss hole on girls was like below the vagina. No. Oh my! It's not like up where the clit is. It's it's like inside, kind of. Yeah. But you still like you pull up the hood, and it would like protrude out of the hole. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. There's like, but, if there's any women listening to this, they're like, God, you're so fucking dumb. Like, please, please, please comment below yeah, about yeah. how you <laughs> experimented with pulling your pussy up to pee a stream. <laughs> Stand up. Have you face. ever tried to write your name in snow? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was like a fucking... Like, you know when you have like the nozzle on the hose and you can like adjust it from like the stream and then you go the, okay. all the way the opposite of the stream and it's just like sprays everywhere it just fucking drains out yeah, of yeah but like an yeah no, that'd be fucking disgusting like you're, you're just pouring out a water bottle in the sink you think we'd be better designed than that through evolution not to like make a mockery of your you know yeah vagina i guess i don't yeah, know god works in mysterious ways <laughs> <laughs> then again maybe i'm wrong maybe it just just plows out i don't know it just sounds like like i've heard girls pee in the okay this makes me sound like a creep if there's ever a girl like <laughs> there's a girl i'm dating or something like that and i can hear them pee in the bathroom or something like that it's just like jesus that is loud like 
Sounds different than when a guy pees. It's got a nice prostate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's strong. Yeah. God, this thing is getting so fuzzy, and it's, like, picking it up. I don't know what it is. It's, like, this feedback shit. Probably the fan. No, it's been doing it in other episodes. I apologize. I cannot figure out what is causing this interference. You can still hear it. It just has, like, this little crackle. I don't know if it's my laptop. It's a piece of shit laptop, so it very well could be the case. I don't know if there's interference or it something It can't else. be as bad as Joe Rogan's podcast when he recorded on the plane. Have you heard Oh, that? no, I have not. I couldn't but... even listen to it. Oh, really? That bad? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, we've talked about pee and porn for nine minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we covered lost, a lot of our uh... lost a few listeners in that time. <laughs> uh, rest in peace you know <laughs> along the way we some dropped dead on the trail but uh we wanted to talk about how we were fat yes yes some of you that know me did not know me before i became this Greek god of a man. <laughs> <laughs> this one is grabbing my belly. <laughs> Perfectly chiseled. <laughs> my, I still got a beer belly. But <laughs> it's a lot smaller than it was. It is. Relationships now, will do It got a little bit of a... I got a little bit of bloating going on from a month off of the gym from being injured. But mm. honestly, I thought I was going to get way worse. Especially with how much I've been drinking. So it's amazing, and I've been kind of not eating as good. Yeah, it's so. amazing what your how how your metabolism reacts from when you consistently work out, even when you stop working yeah, out. Like, why do I work it out? It still yeah. stays up. <laughs> I'm like, why do I try? Why do I try? <laughs> I love being fat so much. Oh, he's so happy. <laughs> like, if you're in a relationship and you're fat, you're just like, this is fucking great. It's like, the best. <laughs> no shame. No shame. No motivation. I'm trying to impress anyone. You should be, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone lets themselves go. They I do. Get I get it. Like I totally yeah. get it. But yeah, let's rewind back to when we were, you know, in high school and we first met each other. You know, I I put it in the when I was doing this on YouTube. I put it in a clip or like a screenshot or whatever in the video because you know obviously we're not recording video, and I was trying to just go back through old Facebook photos and I found that one. Uh, of us at prom or whatever that mm-hmm. was all together and i was like jesus like yeah. we were big <laughs> your date, by the way smoke show huh your date oh uh, don't do that <laughs> she's a nice girl she might listen to this you never know she she's a very sweet girl i was a fucking dick Back then, because I thought I was the shit even in high school, and I was like, no. <laughs> and stuff. And I was. I was just a... happy that you were like going to prom with a girl and not me. Sure. <laughs> like we did for like fucking homecoming yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, we went like stag or whatever <laughs> to homecoming. Nah, we just looked like the fucking only gay couple of, of Eagle High. Borderline, yeah. Borderline, humping each other yeah, the whole exactly. time. Exactly, yeah. No, I remember, yeah, dude. I remember you and I were grinding on a girl at the same time. 
and she's also one of our closest friends. <laughs> Not as cool as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she listens to this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Fuck. So, yeah, we were, we were heavy boys. I used to drink, like, three Mountain Dew voltages a day. Come on. Easily. Four? Up those numbers. Up those. They are rookie numbers. I that was a would good kill... Day. A twelve pack of of live wire uh, in a night. Mm, a weeknight? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, this is like it's Friday night. Fallout. It's go time. Yeah. I got my video games going. Yeah, I have a twelve pack. That twelve pack has gone by the next day. Okay, I've done that before. I didn't do that consistently every weekend, but I think I was probably pretty consistent on the weekends. Really? But I my. My top weight that I w- recorded was 296. What? I mean, you're a lot taller than me. But I had yeah. already started dieting, so I, I, I mean, I probably was over 300 when I when I originally started. No shit. Yeah. Damn. That was like post study abroad, and like, if you're already not health conscious at all. And you do study abroad, and you're like trying. You're drinking heavily every night. You were chubby in college. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, because like I never like halfway through. I went on my mission like yeah. as soon as you were like yeah. Halfway through college, um, I like got really fit. I lost a bunch of weight. I lost uh, like eighty five pounds or something crazy like that. Whoa. And then um, uh, you had we had like. You'd finished your mission, and that's we right. had talked like after I'd gone through that like yeah, trimming phase. That's true. I, I wasn't really there for that, and, and like obviously I came back looking very different too. What was your what was it called? The missionaries have this thing that like yeah. when they go on their mission, they all lose weight if they're fat, and like it's called something. There's like yeah, a name if, for it. Like in our mission, I'm pretty sure it's probably universal, kind of like universal, but it was always when like kind of you hit like your 18 month mark and we called it six months to sexy yeah and stuff and it was like okay i gotta slim down and obviously for most missionaries i'm gonna come home and i'll meet my wife you know two months after being home we're gonna get engaged a Become week a later and you gotta be a byu and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be happily ever after and obviously i know she's the one we've been on five dates like, <laughs> haven't lived together it's oh god it drives me nuts i know yeah but so yeah i started when i had like nine months left because i had a little bit of extra work to do (laughs) (laughs) nine months to sexy and so yeah i had a companion who was just like he had less time left than me so he was on his six months to sexy and so he was just like going hard. And he's like, You want to do this with me? And I was like, I mean, I guess so. Like, I see you like working out and like you have so much passion for this. And it's like, I kind of want to do this too. Like, um, so I was like, You know what? Like, I've always told myself like forever, like, Oh, when I lose weight and stuff, when I lose weight. And it just never happened. Yeah. I stayed a little bit maintained in high school cause I always took fitness class. So it just basically just like kept me. It was at, like, you were strong 200. fat. Yeah. Well, I had like that muscle 
from like farming. Is yeah, like you're moving irrigation like, lines. You were always strong. Yeah, you yeah. weren't like you know wilting away. Just a thick and, layer of blubber on yeah, top. Yeah, no, <laughs> you had a base of muscle. Yeah, which is already an advantage over most people. I think. True, I agree. Mm. So, yeah, I was like, uh, oh, here you go. Cheers. <laughs> so, wow, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I just started working out with him, and I loved it. I was like, I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was just like, maybe it was just because, like, being a missionary can be so fucking boring at times. And also, he was super chill, so it was like, he didn't give a fuck if I listened to, like, metal as I worked out. Nice. So it was also Which like, is oh, this really is really taboo nice. while you're this on This is mission. my chance to listen to, like, whatever I mm-hmm. want when I work out. Was so it kind of your excuse it. of getting to listen to it? Cause it's, or uh, you listen yeah. to it anyways? I mean, we would more listen to, like, country and stuff in mm-hmm. the truck when I was working out. I'm like, I'm putting on the rock station. We had, like, a speaker system in our trailer. It was really cool. And so I just turned on the radio, and there was, like, a nice. rock station. That's that's at, at 9 o'clock, it was Metallica for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they would play an hour of Metallica. Hell yeah. And I just fucking get it at 9 o'clock. And so, yeah, I, uh, I just liked it. I liked sweating and just, like, I just, like, felt better. And I stopped. Oh, the big kicker. I stopped drinking soda completely, and I was like a five must. Mountain Dew. It's a, a must. Di- a day kind of guy. I didn't, I didn't even make like a. Yeah, I was super addicted. I kept taking caffeine just so I didn't get the headaches. Yeah. Caffeine t- pills. So like wean off. And of I it. get pre workout and stuff like that. I started yeah. buying the pre workout. Got caffeine in at it. At GNC, and um, yeah. So, like, I just felt good. I was getting off the soda and all the sugar and stuff, and I just, dude, I went hard. I went, like, right into it. I was doing smoothies. I was doing, um, like, just eating tuna and stuff. Like, just eating tuna and hot sauce. That's what I did. I can't eat tuna to this day. Like, because I fucking (laughs) eat it. It's cardboard, yeah. It's it's so gross. But it has so much lean But you're detached from the food because it's so, like just a it's more of a necessity to survive you're not eating for pleasure it doesn't taste good you're just eating it when you're eating plain tuna like with water and and hot sauce on it it is just like to get it down it's almost a chore yeah you're just like choking it down you're like okay Mm -hmm. there i am you know you dread i'm sustained it completely flips when you don't allow yourself to even have the thought of having the option of eating a cheeseburger or yeah. Fries or whatever you're gonna eat when it's only your only option is tuna. You're just like, fuck, I have to eat now. Yeah. So it actually helps. Guess me. I gotta eat so that I can live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, dude. So I was just like, fucking push through it. Fuck you, taste buds. Like, I can give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put hot sauce on it to burn my taste buds off. And but the funny thing was, is like I was, you know, as a missionary, uh, members of the congregation will invite you over for dinner and feed you. And they go all fucking out with their southern cooking. And so they're like, have seconds. And I'm like, oh. You're on your nine months <laughs> to sex. Yeah. And I'm like, and I would like, sometimes I would just straight up like explain. I'm like, I'm really trying to diet right now. I'm like, I swear this is really good. And some of them would get like kind of offended. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And stuff. Like people get offended when you don't eat their they do. food and stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's I'll have, have a part. little bit more. 
but and I'm like it's just because I like the taste. When of you're it completely and... committed to dieting and you have those like challenges that you face, where you're even if it's like a family dinner where you're, you know, sitting down with all your family and you're Thanksgiving having a or something, or it's like fuck. Like, yeah, how are you can't insulting not. people? Yeah. yeah, how do you not indulge? Like you have to figure out how to make it through those situations. Holiday time sucks. And you're we're almost hey. like we're fat kids. We're we're addicted to food. Hundred percent. Hundred percent addiction. Oh, did you? ever have the thing where it was like you're so bored sitting around at home they're like you're not hungry but you're just like man i just want to eat i'm like barely i'm not even bored and i'm doing that yeah it's like i just want to do something with my mouth and my hands it feels good to eat i just it was the endorphins i was chasing the endorphins of eating but then when you're young though you don't really feel shitty after you eat a really yeah crappy carb loaded meal you, like you kind of just like, like feel fine anyway like halloween when you're a kid you just have yeah. so much sugar and you if i have like three pieces of candy now i'm just like my head hurts yeah you know, when but you're when a kid, i was a kid i don't remember i'd eat a whole fucking bag yeah, and i didn't all your halloween shitty. candy's gone that night yeah, yeah exactly and you're like how do i do that i don't know what i don't know why that is there has to be an explanation but um yeah it, it's it's kind of crazy how your body just starts to like like mature and get over that kind of stuff but uh yeah i would like consistently do that in high school it was, it was just like i just want to eat because i'm bored and it was something to do and it's like i feel like i'm hungry and of course it's always the worst foods like i'm gonna eat something yeah. that tastes good like now i if i ever get bored and i want to eat something it's like why don't we just like munch on like fucking carrots or uh, but you worked so hard through that nine months to get to where you are that your mind has changed tracks yeah because i can't let myself get back to that you've retrained your thought process of all right i need to munch right now i just i feel like munching i'm going to like compromise instead of going with a full bag of doritos i'm going to compromise with something I do. I used to eat fucking Oreos by the sleeve, like you know, like yeah. three rows of them. I'd have like two thirds and stuff, and be like, "All right, I'm gonna pace myself." <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Serving size of Oreos is like three cookies, and I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." That's not even humanly possible for anyone. I was, I was actually, I, I would have like relapses after I was thin, and uh, one night I was, I was with a really good friend of mine. We were. We were in um, uh, Grand Targhee, and um, we were we were snowed in, and I bought all this junk food, like the entire pack of those soft uh, Chip Ahoy cookies that I bought you for while you're watching my house last weekend. <laughs> you saw that I ate. I some. bought that deliberately for I you. I ate like seven, and I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> this so is good. so good." <laughs> I bought a whole pack, and, along with a sandwich and a, a, a thing of Pringles, and I I like blacked out on food yeah i ate everything and then i was like five minutes after i'd finished it i was like fuck what happened i blacked out i don't remember eating i didn't eat that and i started blaming my friend i was like you fucking ate some you ate some you ate at least one sleeve of the cookies he's like dude i didn't eat a single fucking cookie and i'm like fuck you you ate some of these i was so ashamed you're like a werewolf waking up the next morning you're Fuck, just covered in, in like blood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the oh uh um, oh not again fuck <laughs> like in um what's the the beer 
not not super bad. Uh, super Troopers when he like wakes up and he's like covered in blood. Not again. Oh, beer fest. Be- uh, beer uh, fest. Beer it's fe- beer yeah, fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh my god. So I I was. I had come back from study abroad. I was eating everything because you want to try all these foreign foods. And, of course, I'm, like, finishing all my plates of these massive meals and consuming incredible amount of alcohol. And I I peek out on my way. And it was like I came back home and it was I I needed needed a change. I could feel how horrible I felt about myself. It was affecting me uh, emotionally and mentally and physically in every every aspect and Uh it actually was a girlfriend at the time she had this idea where she's like let's have a competition and i'm very competitive so Mm -hmm. she's like let's have a competition of who can lose the most weight over uh two weeks i think it was something simple and you're going by pounds you're not going by percentage we're going well she started with pounds and i said let's use percentage because we're different people right yeah and so um I was, wasn't sure if I was going to commit or not. And then I just found the competitive side of me motivated me. And I was like, I want to win. I want to like, that's what it was for me too. I'm not going to tell her that I'm fully invested because I kind of wanted to like have an advantage. Mm. So I would say like, oh, I don't know. But I, in reality, I was like full bore, like. I started, I changed my diet to canned tuna, just like you did with hot sauce. It's amazing. I would have an apple in the morning and four canned tunas a day. And that's Ooh. all I had for 30 days. Damn. After 30 days, I didn't step on the scale once because I didn't want to be discouraged or disappointed that my weight wasn't going down, right? Oh, my God. And so, and I was on top of that, I, I was mountain biking and I was surfing the river Ooh, yeah. um, every day. And it was probably minimum of, I want to say minimum of two hours of cardio doing these activities a day, yeah, right? Yeah. So after 30 days, I hopped on the scale and I had lost 50 pounds. What? Completely just I mean, transformed. The heavier you are, the like easier it is to lose that initial. People were concerned. But, they yeah, were worried like, that like they're like, are you going anorexic or are you going to get mercury poisoning from eating all that fish? Or people were genuinely like my family that. members. Yeah. Well, now I know that um, the there's these I forget the the what it is in tuna it's like called sae or sea or something that it actually it's in fish and it's it's a mineral that counteracts the mercury oh really? and it makes you basically just shit the mercury straight out <laughs> really? and it doesn't it does not have any negative effects on you oh. and there's so much of that it's 10 times as much of the mercury oh. and completely overcompensates for it huh so if you ever hear that, it's bullshit. Bullshit. But okay. the other, Insane. the other, but I didn't know it at the time. I found that out later. My theory yeah. was, I'll do all this damage to my body for this thirty days of you know me. It's probably it's not it can't be healthy to have that diet, right? No. But it's thirty days of damage to my diet for that to get me amount. to a place to where. I could sustain my weight at a healthy weight yes. for long term, for a lifetime. Yes. Exactly. And once I had lost it, instead of spending all my time taking a year to lose 50 pounds, I'll lose it all in 30 days. I'll enjoy the awesome body and I'll be inspired and motivated by my progress to continue to find a diet 
after the 30 days that was more sustainable of eating like salads and just being smarter about if you are going to eat a cheeseburger, you're going to eat half of it. Or it's easier to make those choices after you've lost all that. Yeah, because you don't want to like let that work go to waste. No, you don't. You have worked so hard. You've put so much effort into it that you're not willing to give up all that hard work Mm -hmm. over one meal, you know? And it, it completely... It was worth it because the damage that your body would have over over being overweight for a lifetime versus forcing your body to lose 50 pounds in 30 days, it, it completely beat the outweighed the benefits to where it made more sense to lose the weight fast. For yes, me, anyways. Exactly. And like, okay, so you said your heaviest was like... Almost 300. 300, yeah. What was your lowest weight, I guess, like at the most... Like fit you ever were. I was two oh six. I always wanted to hit one ninety nine, right? And I'm Get I'm six five. That's yeah. I'm, but I'm I have a lot of muscle. You have a lot of muscle. That's so damn near impossible. I wanted yeah. to be one ninety nine, and when I hit one oh six, um, that wasn't. I wasn't doing the tuna diet. I'd already lost my fifty pounds. This was the other thirty five pounds that I had lost over maybe a year or two of just proportioning and eating salads yeah. and being healthy. And being smart, and and I I had people saying you're you're too skinny. You were more attractive when you were had more mass to you. Doesn't that bug it doesn't the fuck out of you? Yeah, it kind of pissed me off. Yeah, it bugs the fuck out of me. I was like, fuck <laughs> you, that was great. And so, yeah. but I, I found that like my my homeostasis, my my per, my equilibrium is at two fourteen. Yeah. So I'm constantly trying to stay you know, within a 10 pound range up or down of that 214. Yeah. And like, I take a shit and I lose eight pounds. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I love doing that. <laughs> Weighing yourself before and after a shit. Yeah. It's so much fun. Oh my God. It's the it's best awesome. game. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I beat the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drain man. all the fluids, like try to pee. I hit the, the steam room, try to sweat everything out. I like, you know, don't drink that much water that day. Yeah. Like, and then I hit the scale. I'm like, yeah, this is my weight. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I've really been like, you know, pulling a, a like a wrestling cutting. Yeah, yeah you're weighing yourself yeah. butt fucking naked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even Like socks. clipping my toenails yeah. and cutting my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> like getting out of the shower and like drying my body as much as possible so the water on me doesn't like hold extra weight yeah. on the scale. You're not even using a trimmer to sh- shave your pubes. You're using a straight, straight razor. razor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How am I going to make this goal? But it's, it's not like the, it's partly craziness, Yeah. but it's it also is. like motivation. That motivation is there. That desire is there to make that goal. And yeah. just having the desire alone is enough to keep you in that range and keep you down at your goal weight and, and sustain it. Yeah, dude. Like, I think, okay, so my heaviest was probably about 230. Uh, I stopped weighing myself because I felt like shit every time I did. So it was on my mission. Uh, I went out on my mission at like 200 pounds, maybe 205. And How tall are you? Five, six? Five, seven on a warm day. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is my driver's license? Like? I think it says 5'6". I'm 5'7 on a warm day. Winter time. What does that even mean? I don't know. I mean, things expand when they're warm, so that's why I say that. 5'7". I'm like 5'6 and a half. 5'7 in the morning when I've been it's laying important. all night and stretched my spine out. Every millimeter counts when you're short. And have a small dick. It's not that small, folks. <laughs> Oh, I've been molested. Me too. Me too. Oh, just grab my dick for all you people listening. Oh. So. What were we talking about? Was that a half chub? So, yeah. Not ashamed. So, um, yeah, when I was out for like almost a year i on my mission so i was 20 i was in fucking portsmouth ohio the shittiest place i've ever been i mean yeah it was winter time so of course every place sucks in the winter time to me and that town just fucking sucked it was a bunch of pill heads and just grungy southern ohio Right on the river, so it was like a humid cold. Ugh. Fuck that place. Anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, Sorry I, for people that are I, from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Ohio's a great place. I just haven't been to any of the good places. So, um, <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I was drinking Mountain Dew like a motherfucker. And I like... I would sometimes work out in the morning. Like, they require you, well, require you, in quotes, uh, uh, to work out 30 minutes every morning as a missionary. And I had two companions. At, that's another story. I was a bad missionary, so they were <laughs> preparing for if I got sent home that it wouldn't disrupt <laughs> any companionships. <laughs> so they could just send me home and be like, there was three, now there's two. Okay. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Because I did something really fucked up, like, the month before. What was... Okay, sideline. What was the story? What'd you do? Uh... Can I tell it right after this? That bad? (laughs) Yeah, it's long. (laughs) So I don't want to lose my train of thought with this. Okay, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Swear to God. We'll come back to it. Okay, (laughs) swear to Satan. Uh, (laughs) So, I, uh was drinking Mountain Dew like a motherfucker. Supposed to work out in the morning. My companions would work out. I would just fucking sleep for 30 minutes longer. (laughs) And, um, so I got up to, yeah, 2.30, 2.35, and I was just, like, waiting to go home, basically, and stuff. Like, I just was ready for that letter to come in the mail. Like, oh, sorry, you're going home, because you're... You felt the pressure. Yeah, exactly. And, dude, that was, like, right after you-know-who, like, Dear John Me and shit like that, too. So I was just mm-hmm. miserable and stuff. Like, fucking life sucked. And uh, I was so worried about disappointing my parents. And then I went to my next area. And then I kind of slowed down on the Mountain Dew, but not, like, 100%. I was with one companion. And then the next one, he was that really one, He was the one that was, like, really fit or trying to... He's, he's a buff dude. He's a farmer, too. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to just get down to, like, chiseled when he came home. Six months is sexy. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it, too. You know, I need to change. I need something All to in. make me, like, have a purpose and stuff. 
And so, and that town was awesome, but it's not that, it wasn't, um, okay, all of West Virginia and Virginia sucks for missionary work, but that place was fucking dope, because we had a truck with mud tires, I'd go <laughs> off-roading all the time, yeah. there was a pond like a mile down from my trailer, if, if that, and I'd go fishing every fucking night and catch big-ass bass. Awesome. This place was a country boy's dream, dude. Yeah. It was, I lived in a standalone trailer. Not a trailer park. A standalone <laughs> in trailer. In a field. That, arguably the fucking sketchiest like thing you can ever live in. That's awesome. Like, you don't roll up to a standalone trailer and be like, yeah, I bet these people are cool. Like, <laughs> like they're going to pull a gun on me. Yeah, exactly. But we lived in one. Right. <laughs> you know, our neighbors were tight as fuck, though. They let me ride our, their dirt bikes and shit like Hell that. Hell yeah we were not supposed to do <laughs> and um anyways i was just getting after it and going hard and i was just like i feel like this is a change i want to make for the rest of my life and i just like really focused on like supplements and every time i'm at the library i'm googling all these different workouts all these different diets and stuff like that things that help people not only lose weight but get stronger the passion and i was just doing there. the lifting part then i wasn't doing the cardio and then, like, you know, go to another town, and then I'm just, like, ramping it up even more, because I'm starting to lose weight. I, like, had a scale everywhere I went, and so I could just see it, like, week by week, losing two pounds, three pounds, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it went off slow for me. But by the time I got to my last area, I was like, okay, I've been doing the lifting as much as I can do with these fucking $30 Gold's Gym weights from Walmart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and using a fucking... Re recliner for a bench that's <laughs> recliner, awesome. just like leaning all the way back that sounds so much better than like a normal it, it was comfy and then i was like i need to do cardio because my last companion was a track guy and he, he uh you know uh, was all into track and he's like hey i'm going home a month after you i want to get ready for track when i go back to uvu and stuff and um so I was like, cool, let's go to the high school track. I'm just going to run distance and get the cardio in. Yeah. You can run your sprints and time yourself or I'll time you, and this will be a mutual beneficial thing. So we yeah. do that every night. We go work out there because, like, after dark, you can't knock on people's doors. Even if it's, like, you know, winter and, you know, when it gets dark at 530. Like, you know what fucking time it is? Like, it's 530. It's not that fucking late. But they would get pissed just because it's dark. It's dark. It, it could be light out at, like, 8.30 or 9 o'clock, you knock on people's door, and they were way friendlier. It's just something about being dark that people are like, the fuck you doing here, you know? Yeah. And so, like, when it That's was family like, time. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, when it's dark out, we just didn't go tracking. Eh, we didn't want to get robbed. And <laughs> uh, so we go to the high school, and we'd run. And, dude, I was looking fit, man. I was starting to get, like, a chest and everything. I could start seeing veins in my arm, and I was like, I didn't know that I was capable of looking like this. Yeah. And when I got home, so I went from like 235 or 230, whatever it was, around that. And I came home, and I was like just under like 170, right around 170. Wow. Yeah, so like 65 pounds basically. Yeah. And, and, I, and then I got home, and I was like, now I can have a gym membership and have even more. Yeah. And then I just became obsessed with it 
and um, I mean, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Like I would go two a day yeah. and stuff. I would run. I would do cardio one session, and then I do lifting the other session or whatever. You were Sometimes out of your weight. shirt more than you were in your shirt. Because I loved showing you were it off. So proud of it. Yeah. Right? Just gotta Any shave, chance you just had. gotta shave my back hair, and then I'm good to go. <laughs> Someone just goes, "Hey, you're looking kind of thin." Just pop shirt off. Like, what? Fucking see my abs? Yeah, dude, I had abs, and it was so miserable Six getting back, abs because yeah. I had starved myself and stuff. And it's it was the ultimate s- achievement. Sexy as fuck, dude. I just had veins for days. Like, I looked like a fucking dick. You should you like, should <laughs> put on the... Uh, I know a really good picture I have of you. You should put it on this in this this segment of the podcast. They can see, like, how actually jacked and thin you were. It was at my uh, apartment when I was living in Whitewater, and you yeah. had... Um, this, you're really tight. Um, um, that Hawaii shirt. Yeah, the Hawaii yeah. shirt, and it just like shows your arms. And I you're know. So you showed thin me that picture face. like when I was fat. And I, yeah, my yeah. face was so thin. Yeah. Yeah, and I kept really short facial hair. I'm gonna go to my Instagram really quick. I was fucking looking through old pictures and stuff, and okay, okay, dude, this was around that same time. Look at those fucking arms, That's dude. That's insane. Look at that Venice Beach that fucking was, tank. That was at the gym. That was at my that gym. That was at your We were taking... Gym. This shot was like... We were posing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were both taking pictures. Looking down at the I don't think we even really worked out that day. We no, were spending yeah. all of our time photographing each other. <laughs> but your you, arms look huge. Do you remember why I wanted to take those pictures? I don't. It was because... Uh, well, my ex now. <laughs> um, it was. Yeah, it was that night where I was I was really fucking low, like emotionally and mentally, and I was just like, I was like, I just want to find like a girlfriend or something like that. And uh, yeah, you were really frustrated. Super with, frustrated. You had done all this work to lose all this weight, and you still weren't couldn't find a, a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And you couldn't understand why. Yeah, I was like, I did all this, and I'm like, I think I have a good personality, and but. Honestly, I was just focusing too much on like myself and being vain. I think but, you were quite developed mentally with your like. Even though you f- were proud of yourself, you still lacked in security. Oh, uh, I was super insecure. Right, hundred percent. I would cry to you because I fucking didn't. I was lonely and yeah. shit like that. And so I was like, it was a low point in my life. But you know, there was this girl that followed me on Instagram and yeah. Facebook, and I was like, I was like, okay. Let's take a picture on my Instagram where I look fucking yoked. And yeah. then let's get drunk. <laughs> and then I'll DM her. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And you told me even what to say in yeah. the DM. <laughs> you know who you are if you're listening to this. <laughs> I convinced you know him that are. it didn't matter what he said. It was the fact that if she responded, if she was into you, she was going to respond. Yeah. And you just needed to be confident in, in that yeah. reality. And then the rest was history yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, that's just a funny story of, like, how like <laughs> how that all went down. Like, just, like, you can look at someone's Instagram and you have no idea what the story is and, like, the reason behind a picture. Like, sometimes pictures <laughs> are just for fun. And some of them are like, there was a reason that I took this picture. <laughs> it was not just to look like a tool. It was not tool. a juicy, yeah. du- douchey gym picture. It yet. was a ju- douchey gym picture. It was, but there was a purpose behind it. There was a purpose behind that picture <laughs> and stuff. It was to fucking flex. It was literally to, literally to flex. <laughs> not even metaphorically. And. Um, yeah, I mean, it worked, but <laughs> it, <worked. laughs> it did work. Um, 
I don't know if that was the reason that I don't even know if she no. saw that. To, no, but, <laughs> probably not. But but it was it your, made me feel confident yes, enough to exactly you know, message her and slide into mm-hmm. the DMs and all that. I think people struggle so much with like there's they have an infatuation with someone or even not even infatuation but just a crush on someone and they don't know how to approach them. They're so afraid of what's the right thing to say and overanalyzing how to speak to that person that yeah. they like. Even if it's just a girl you see at a bar. But when it comes down to it, if your chemistry aligns yeah. and you are a good fit for that person, sexually, physically, um, uh, mentally, it doesn't matter what you say. It's just the fact that you go up and say something yeah. that it'll develop. If it was meant to be, if you really connect, it'll, it'll, they'll respond. They'll make yep. the conversation. No matter how dumb it is, they'll respond and they'll laugh and yeah. they'll engage with you. Because they're interested in you. 100%. Yeah. And that's like why I was saying to you earlier, like, you know, on like dating apps and shit like that. If a, if a girl just bores me, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I just, I, I'm at that point in my life where it's like, I'm not fucking just doing this just to talk to somebody. Just to talk to somebody. And I'm not like trying to pretend. What is it today? about people on dating apps that they feel like it's more attractive to sound like you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Or like that you're like, oh, whatever, I'm fine, or whatever, like today was okay, and stuff <laughs> when you ask them. It's guys and girls. They think that it's cool to Downplay sound like, everything. like I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm so chill. I don't give a fuck about it. I have no passions about I get Or like you ask them about music. What kind of music do you like? Oh, basically everything, like. Okay, number one, no, you fucking don't, because I can right. prove that with one link. <laughs> you're you're detaching yourself from your true personality because yes. you're too afraid of, of, of not being, being accepted. Who you are, because yeah. you're afraid it's going to scare the people off. Yep. And now I've gotten to that point where it's like, you know, I fucking love talking about what I love and stuff. Yeah. I put it right in the fucking bio, even. You know, it's like I'm a fucking metal vocalist. What band are you in? Don't fuck it. The reality of the That's not the is... point. I'm not in a band. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I'm a metal vocalist, and I'm passionate about it, and I love music, especially metal. Or it's like, you know, now, it's like, I love podcasting and stuff, yes. too. It's like, I, I fucking love this. Hey, check it out, you know? I love this. Or, you know, I love uh, fucking shooting guns or something. Or I love motorcycles. Do you want to be... Stuff just accepted as a person by the masses or do you want to be truly loved afraid by a by a small smaller group of people but that smaller group of people will give you so much more fulfillment than just being shallow to to everyone yeah like it's like i heard this from some comedian where it's like guys especially are like chameleons and they'll just blend into whatever a woman is like her interest oh yeah me too you know Oh, yeah, same, yep. same, just to try and get in their pants. Yep. It's a blind fucking dick in the dark trying yep. to hit that hole so Completely that they can shallow. fuck and stuff or so that they can get in a relationship. You're not going to get anywhere with no, that. No, because then it's just going to be very easy to see down the road that you're fucking either super boring or your interests are totally different and you're and not going to agree on anything and stuff. Like, you know... Yeah, I don't really like your fucking hick dudes around here in Idaho. And it's not just Idaho. 
but any like rural places where they got the big lifted douche diesel with smokestacks and they got fucking putting oil in their gas tanks they, <laughs> they got fucking spewing black smoke giant maga on the back of their window and stuff and they're like fuck queers and stuff i ain't no fucking queer i'm like overcooking it yeah exactly i'm like well at least you state your opinion and you're not afraid to be yourself i will give you that but i definitely wouldn't be friends with you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but i will give them that Hey, at least you're yourself. I think they're always perceived as overcompensating for something. They are. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) They are. But, you know, at least they're trying to be something, even if it's not that unique anymore. You know? (laughs) I guess. Other than just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I think people try and fit into every category. It's like, like, oh, I... No, no hipster would say this, but every hipster tries to have a look of a hipster and tries to have an attitude of a hipster, you know, because they think that that's cool. <laughs> and every punk has to, you know, have the leathers and the spikes. I don't know if that's a big thing anymore. They got to have the crazy black hair and spiked up and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck the system, but I'm going to affiliate myself with this one ideal. Fit into this one. <laughs> this one crowd. So this one this stereotype. People love me and yeah. stuff. I'm rebelling but, against, but you're just fitting in. Is yeah, exactly. Or there's so many metalheads that like are so elitist that they can't listen to anything like mellower than Cannibal Corpse and stuff. <laughs> and it's like... You need to fucking chill. I love the heaviest of the heavy, but it's like, you can still like bands like I Prevail and stuff like that. Like, it's still fucking good music. Yeah. And stuff. Or even like your, I don't know, your EDM people. Uh, just one love, free spirit. Like, you're all the <laughs> fucking same and stuff. That's all I see. You're all yeah. the fucking, you're all, okay, maybe not all of them, but what I see is a bunch of fucking douches and douchebagettes, sluts and man whores that are just all they like is drugs and shit like these fucking psychedelic drugs and they would just want to dress in the least amount of clothing as possible it's not even fashion because they're le- not wearing clothes <laughs> and stuff and it almost like, looks like desperation for attention yeah it does there's just so obviously i'm associating this with different musical styles but you know you have that's what you can And then you have your valley girls who just have a certain look and shit. And everyone has this look that they want to fit into and stuff. And it's like it's like wanting to be this type of person. Like, why can't you just do what makes you happy? I think it's I'm sure people would put me into a category. It's like, I fucking love just wearing no sleeves. Cut off fucking metal tees. Currently, not wearing like, sleeves. Mainly, it's just because I took old shirts that didn't fit me anymore, and I cut the sleeves off mm-hmm. so that they'd be comfortable for like night shirts. And then I just started like wearing them around because mm-hmm. they were like gym shirts, and now I just kind of wear them all the time because, hey, you know, fucking hashtag no sleeves, just like free the <laughs> free the arms. Like I don't know, I just don't like wearing sleeves anymore. I don't know what it is. They just feel restricting. And so if I'm just like being comfy, I'll just fucking wear cutoffs and. You guys can't see it right now, but I'm wearing a straight up fucking gold miner like hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, straight from Gilligan's Island. Because <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck what I look like. I mean, clearly I'm like not in public, but you know low, I would happily go to the grocery store hat, right now. Low key yeah, want that hat. <laughs> it's a North Face hat. Dude. That's it's what's tight. crazy. It's really tight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> what if you are? 
an individual that is trying to fit into an image because you don't know who you are. What about them? What yeah. Else? So you're we're 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 kind of generalizing that every that these people are are trying to be something rather than just being themselves. But what if you don't know who you are? Yeah, I don't I don't really know, and I think I did go through that a little bit in high school. I think I've always kind of related to like the rock and metal community and stuff. So I would always wear band shirts, but. I never, like, fully committed to, like, that real metal, like, goth look or whatever, all black all the time. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is if you you don't know who you are. I guess just go for, like, what do you feel comfortable in? The, what, I, I I had a huge self-discovery period when I when I took myself out of all comfort zones and I moved from Boise, Idaho to Boston, Massachusetts and completely uprooted all of my relationships and friendships and everything and you weren't there because you were on your mission and I was alone, completely alone. I went through this massive depression and trying to figure out like this was my my dream since I was eight years old. It was my dream and once I was there, I was depressed and I was so frustrated. And it took me a year of being lonely and, and pulling myself out of my comfort zone of this, and all the stress that that gives you. But in the end of it was a huge realization of who I was. And I kind of think that you had a similar experience by you did the same thing, completely disconnected from everyone, went on your mission, 100% was thrown, nice even though you were put into this where you, you were kind of forced into being a stereotype of a missionary, the yes. perfect, perfect man or whatever oh, that is. Oh, drove me nuts to try and be perfect. But yeah. pulling yourself completely out of your comfort zone is the, the, is a way of looking yourself in the face of you just see who you are. Yeah. Because you don't have all those distractions and all those, um, everything that is molding, who you think you should be when you are completely pulled out of that all's left all that's left is who you actually are yeah so i and i I think that you kind of need to pull yourself out of your comfort zone as much as you can to have that realization Mm. and to find yourself that's a good point yeah for me it was it took something that dramatic to find myself i'm not sure i'm sure some people are just born the way they are and they're proud to be who they are some people are lost and they need a little bit more of a shock. <laughs> I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, some people, it's just like, okay. You know, a lot of people think that they... Uh, they can find who they are just by relating, like, yes. I guess, like, to others. And it's like, oh, I admire, like, this person. Or... Whether that's a famous person or a friend or whatever. And, um, <laughs> like, they just want to be like them and stuff. And they just want to, like, do everything that that person does. And, like, I guess that's... I don't know if it's healthy. But I get it in a sense of, like... I have, like, looked up to musicians a lot, and I've, like, researched them to the point where it's, like, what are their interests and stuff? And it's, like, oh, what are their... 
you know, what's their favorite music? And I'll look, look at those bands and stuff like that. And, um, and then it just becomes like, you're just like living vicariously, like through someone else. And it's like, is this really me? Does, does the world need duplicates of anyone? No. You know, no, it doesn't. There doesn't need to be two of any person. There's no. almost 8 billion people on the earth and there shouldn't be any duplicates. There should be nearly 8 billion completely identical, or not Eight. identical, completely um, individual. Individual, sorry, different I word. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> uh, individual people and different personalities. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be only 5 billion, you know, types of people or 5 billion personality there should be even five million or five million yeah there's probably a lot less than five billion um you know there everyone should have something different to offer and different everyone does have something different to offer even you know whether they have something that are positive aspects of their personality or characteristics or interests and there could also be negatives and that's okay yeah it's okay to have flaws and shit like that that's a big problem for me to accept, um, but like in myself, but learning to know what those things are and just being like, hey, this is all of me, not just the good, but the bad and stuff. And it's just like some of those bad can be changed, some of it can't. And that's just something that not only I have to live with, but people around me, if they can't accept it, then. Maybe I don't need those people in my life and shit. You know, if they can't, you know, if I can accept their flaws and they can accept mine, what kind of friend or, you know, significant other is that, you know? And as long as you're living with the philosophy of treating people how you would want to be treated, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But if you're like, if your flaw is just being a genuine fucking asshole to people, <laughs> then you should go burn in hell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is something that I like talked about with my uh, therapist, and it kind of was like an epiphany in a session that I had with him. And I'm, I would love to work it into a song, and it's so cheesy, but it's just like, you know, every, I, I know technically science has proven this otherwise, but up until like a few years ago or whatever, no two snowflakes were alike. And technically scientists have proven there's every once in a while two that are the same. But fuck that. <laughs> we're going to pretend like that doesn't happen. <laughs> For the sake of this metaphor, um, you know, no two snowflakes are, are alike. And we'll compare that to people. Um, but... One of my favorite Christmas movies is The Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and stuff. And it shows one. the initial scene of like snow falling. And then it zooms in on this one snowflake. And it zooms in even more. And you see this town. And it's just, you know, this happy town. It's just, it's crazy. And it's, it, it's, got, it's so unique. And it's so uh, out there. And, and obviously the movie is a incredible movie it's so funny and you know at the end of the movie it zooms out zooms out of the snowflake and stuff and you realize it's just this one little snowflake and Mm -hmm. stuff but there's so much going on in this tiny itty bitty microscopic snowflake 
And then, like, those are, like, people. Like, yeah, we are so tiny compared to the universe and stuff. Like, I am diving way deep into the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> but I don't think everybody does. And I really get the meaning out of this movie. I watched it so many times that I'm like, that's, like, people. I, I never really thought about and that I'm scene. Like, but I know what you're talking no about. No two snowflakes are alike, but not every snowflake has a Whoville inside. Oh, interesting. And stuff. I not, like that. Maybe not all those snowflakes float Full around circle have something there. special was, going like on that. inside. And I think people might be the same way. Maybe, And I think that they have the potential to have a Whoville inside, but maybe they haven't found what that is right. and stuff. And like when you can find what your Whoville is, what your thing that sets you apart from all these other snowflakes are, that's when you found your purpose and meaning and your meaning in life and what drives you what your passions are and stuff and like once i like had that realization that was the most like meaningful thing that i ever like learned in my life was that therapy of session and i came up with that just basically like on my own and stuff i was just like not every snowflake has a whoville inside and i was just like and even my therapist was like Huh. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck was that? It was just like came into my head. And so and I was like I was like shit cuz he asked me. He's like he's like there's a difference between unique and there's a difference between like special and stuff. And he's like do you think that you're special? And I was like I hope I am. I really want to be special. He's like what if you're not? and stuff and i was like that's scary question. i was like oh fuck <laughs> no, he makes me think and uh i was like huh i guess it depends on who whose opinion that is and i'm like i guess the only opinion that matters is if i think that i'm special and stuff not just unique yeah. and stuff and he was like now you get it wow. and i was like Fuck, dude. <laughs> heavy. I was like, this is the greatest lesson I've ever learned in all my life. You wow. know, and I wish people could fucking have that experience too and stuff. And like me telling you this might not do it for you, but it's like try and like I don't know, in your own way understand that concept and stuff. It's like the only person that matters in knowing that you're special is really yourself. And you know, hopefully one day you find your counterpart you know whether you're straight or gay or whatever and stuff the other person on this earth that also sees that that's the you know i don't really necessarily believe in a one one true love there's so many people on the earth but just find the person that can see that and is the best for you um that I guess that like you can find and stuff and like there's no way that there's one out of eight billion that's meant for you there's got to be at least like a hundred thousand otherwise no one would ever get married and last Absolutely. an entire lifetime with a marriage yeah. you know uh so yeah that's kind of a, a different topic but yeah I just guess I want the listeners to like know that this 
this episode got really deep and really it, it emotional, did. but I like it. And stuff. I think it was really powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I loved that that story. That was great. I, I hadn't heard that before. You never told me that. I haven't told that many people that, but I just felt kind of like moved or inspired or drunk or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> 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 so to share that, but uh, should, yeah, should we talk about the people that are that you're not? Meant to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bad decisions that we've made. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, like, we're a little bit over an hour. That went fast. But I'll tell it, like, quickly. <laughs> yeah, obviously, most people in this world date more than one person in their lifetime. And I don't give a fuck about this person because they are not a good human being. Um at least in my experience and everything that I've really been affiliated with this person. But, uh, yeah, I dated this person pretty fresh off the mission and, you know, they were LDS too. And I've told this a little bit about this person. They were the one that I lost my virginity to and stuck it in their butt. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh shitty person uh, literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah not a good person found out towards the end of the relationship that throughout the relationship they had been using those like wi-fi text things where it like basically like creates a randomly created number um posing like, as someone else posing as someone else to text me to tell me like things like, oh, your girlfriend is cheating on you, you know, ru- like basically like run while you still can, take my word for it and stuff. And it was like, what the fuck is what? going on? And I was like, why would someone like take the time out of their day to like tell me this? This person doesn't even know me. Right. And stuff. And that that's when things started to add up because this happened multiple times. It's like, oh, you don't know this about this past. Was they, it different numbers or was it always the different same? Different numbers all the time. And I would Google the number to try and find a location. And they would come up as, like, totally random locations throughout the U.S. Huh. And so it was like... That must have been a tip-off there. That was a tip, Someone's, like, texting you from New York City. Like, I don't know anyone in New York. And they definitely don't know this person. Right. And stuff. And, like, uh, it all started to be like, okay, I'm not that significant. Not this many people give a fuck anonymously to text me about this kind of stuff because number one it doesn't benefit that person right number one it doesn't benefit me so who the fuck would give a shit to tell me this unless it's a test to see what my reaction will be from this person that i'm dating that's so dark it was a test isn't that so fucking sociopathic yeah it's sick it's sick as fuck and i called her out when we were breaking up and she still denied it but i but you know of course they're gonna deny it's a sociopath yeah you know what i mean they're gonna fucking do whatever they want and so yeah they would text me from fake numbers to try and like I don't know, test me and see how loyal I was. That's, Isn't that some dark You have shit? some, like, seriously flawed philosophies on how relationships work and trust and 
yeah. uh, loyalty if you're if you're you know mm-hmm. if you're going the extra mile to even research to f- discover that you can do something like that yeah to generate these numbers to text you is just Isn't that sick insane yeah so fuck that person um i've got a i got a shitty experience that i went through i had yeah. a girlfriend that i was dating How we old had were been you at the time i was i want to say like 22 Okay. Maybe so twenty, yeah, twenty-two, and we were like, we were very dysfunctional in our relationship. You this know, this is in Boston. Yes. Okay. This is in Boston in college. In college relationships, I I think a lot of them are dysfunctional because you're, there's, you're. Just finding out who you are still, and there's you know if you're partying and you're in that kind of scene, then there's a lot of temptation and you're so young, like how can you be in a serious committed relationship when you're in that kind of situation? And so I, I don't hold any blame on her, but we were like, you know, she would talk to other people and then I would get mad at her and rebel and talk to other people. And like when we really like had a connection with each other and it was this constant, like just nightmare, this clusterfuck. But yeah. one situation, the the worst, the most prevalent that I can remember is we were we were having sex in my apartment, and Anal. she, <laughs> <laughs> the only kind. <laughs> oh my god! Why does anal come up every time we have a podcast? Because everyone <laughs> brings that up around me because they know how I lost my virginity. <laughs> and so I try and pretend True. like it's not normal to <laughs> She uh so we're we're having sex, not anal, but and it was actually like, you know, we're we're engaged, like we're we're full bore going at it and she goes, Oh, Mike. Uh, my name's Austin, so that was yeah. a problem for me. And I was like, I couldn't even believe it had happened. I was so shook. And um, probably the name of one of her exes. What is that the name of one of her exes? No, it's just some dude. Well, yeah. I I had a suspicion on who it could be because it was Ooh. like in the group of people that we partied with. Oh, but there's a Mike in that group. Yeah. Oh. And uh, and so I fuck you, Mike. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed her phone, which probably not the best or most mature reaction, but I grabbed her phone, I run into the bathroom, I lock myself in, and I start to like go through it. And she's losing her mind, banging on the door, punching it, screaming, stop, stop. Like, And uh, I'm just looking for like some kind of proof that she didn't, she called, she didn't call me Mike on accident. I don't yeah. know what I was doing, but I needed to like see it. I think it's this yeah. weird obsession with like, just need to, to, to witness it. And yeah. she ended up breaking the door in and oh, it like, shit. I had to pay for the door and shit. And cause it was like pretty bad. And <laughs> I, you know, she grabs her phone back and, and I had seen enough that, um, I, and she's begging me like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I just scoop up all of her shit, and she's butt-ass naked, you know? And I just scoop up all of her clothes and her shoes, and I'm on a... Is this at your place? This is my house. Oh, okay. I'm on the 10th floor, like, penthouse in this in this sick building in Boston. Open Fucking my window, and I dump all... Right? <laughs> I dump... Flex. Light, light flex. I dump all of her shit out of the window, and it just, like... You can see it just floating down, like, 10 stories high, like, dropping into all over the street, you know? 
Yeah. And and was just like, get the fuck out. And it's my like buddies, the movies, dude. You throw it right, out the window. My <laughs> friends are in the living room, like, witnessing this whole, like, oh, extravaganza. Shit. And they start going, boo, to boo. You? No, booing her. Oh, good. Like, <laughs> get out, boo. <laughs> <laughs> they were dying laughing, but I... So, <laughs> she... Horrible to do. But anyways... <laughs> She leaves, like, covering herself up, goes down. Oh, like, she's butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Kick her ass out of the apartment, and she, you know, goes down and gets her clothes and whatever and, and, and disappears. But that was the end of that relationship. I probably oh, didn't handle God. it the best, but, like, it was just heat of the moment, so yeah. mad and whatever. Shameful experiences <laughs> when you're... <laughs> I'm just picturing her like butt ass naked. Yeah. Oh my god! Like probably the worst thing that you could do to a person. But I was just like so angry that I like couldn't hurt her enough. But it was it's so it was just immaturity at the time. I would yeah, never do something like no, that anymore. But, it yeah, was you live and learn. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it was, I mean, that was not, I mean, there was plenty of crazy shit that happened in that relationship. We were just clearly, like, not, not meant, to, meant be. to be. Not meant to be, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, isn't that funny how you have, like, you have some exes that you're just like, I don't give a fuck about that person. Like, I could, you know, I'm fine with being blocked or whatever. And, you know, just don't want to know what's going on in that person's life. If they got yep. married or whatever, you're Remove like, cool, them. someone is going to be miserable for the rest yeah. of their life. <laughs> yep. You know, or that person's just as fucked up as them. And then there's like some exes you have. It's like, I only want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you just like, or maybe you're still friends with them and you're just like, part of that like comes, I respect that person so much. Part of that comes with just having a healthy relationship and having a breakup where you you do respect them, yeah. you know? And then uh, part of that is maturity. Just like knowing how to treat people and how not to. Yeah. But, um, you mean, you should always, you know, no matter how horrible the situation is and how it ended, it's always better to take that higher road and... And to wish the best and, and, you know, and then start refocusing yourself on yourself. Yeah. Hope you're having fun with that uh, dude that was on his mission while you were dating me. Oh, God. And uh, hope he knows that you used to take it in the ass while he thought you guys were still dating. (laughs) And now you have a kid together. Girls are horrible. I'm taking the high road right now, bro. (laughs) I hope you're happy. I hope nothing but the best for you. (laughs) That's the only relationship I had where I'm petty about. I'm just like, you suck. (laughs) That's the only one. That's the only one. But... (laughs) Every other person, I'm just like, eh, I hope you're happy. I really do. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's, that's the only one I won't take the high road on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. To, this day. to the day I die. I feel like it's pretty good odds. I feel like it's a pretty good statistic just to have yeah. one. You know, it's just like, eh. You know. Yeah. I definitely have more than one. I don't wish, like, she fucking has, like, a death in her family or anything or, like, she gets AIDS. But if she got diabetes, I'd probably laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Is that too fucked up to say? 
All right, I love it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> it's because I love you. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're at like one hour and 15 minutes. I feel like this is a pretty good point to to end it and stuff. Leave it on a laugh. Yeah. See, dude, I told you. Even if you're not feeling it before, once you start going... And probably it has to do with us being best friends, that it's just, like, the easiest person it's to just talk natural. to. It's just natural. I just, every time before we start, I, like, get so, like, nervous and choked up. And then as soon as we start to do this, I remember how much I love it. And yeah. it just flows. Yeah. Know? And it's, yeah. It's very easy to, to do this, like, I guess, you know, with you. Yeah. Um, Just because we have so much history and everything. and. Mm-hmm. We always have something to talk about. There's always something to talk about. Exactly. But, yeah, man. I'm glad you came over. I'm glad we had serious talks before this. I'm glad mm-hmm. we were able to, I guess, have some good serious talks, even on the air and stuff. And, you know, that's what, that's what this podcast is all about. You I mean, yeah, it's... F- I mean, you guys might think it's funny. I don't think I'm that funny. <laughs> <laughs> But, I think you're funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously this is meant to be like entertaining as far as like funny, but like storytelling and all that. But like, I think the best, uh, I think the the real reason that I wanted to start this podcast was just to, I guess, have people hear stories that they can relate to and just connect with. And maybe learn something from. And obviously we've told some pretty fucked up stories. And things not to do. (laughs) Things not to do. But that's what life is about. Is making mistakes. And learning from those mistakes. And becoming better Hopefully better people throughout the process. And I feel like you've definitely done that. And um, (laughs) you know. I'd like to think that I have become a better person from my mistakes. But who knows. And, you know, that's what this is all about. That's why it's called Spare Parts. We're all made of spare parts. We're all broken. We've all, you know, done crazy shit. We've all had weird experiences in our life. We've all had hard times in our lives. And, uh, you know, we make it through that. And that's what makes us into the people that we are and stuff and it's constantly changing because trials never end you don't get to a point where it's like retirement no hardships from here on out right. you know it's, it's there's not an age that you get to where a hard times stop you feel like i'm always gonna make it to the you know as soon as this is over then i'll be good you know yeah. it's just something else that comes up and that's just part of life and i guess it's just looking back and seeing the beauty in that that I feel like is the most rewarding thing from being alive on this earth and who knows what comes after this. I'm not going to get all religious on you, but you know, we really don't know. No person on this earth knows a hundred percent for sure what comes after this. And so I think we just need to live this life up to the fullest and enjoy every single second that we have here and enjoy every single friendship and relationship and connection that we have with people to make the most out of all of this and that's just the fucking meaning of life that's just the book of life 
Well said, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes I'm not a complete dipshit. <laughs> I can say things that like have some meaning, yeah. I guess, but whatever. <laughs> I'm fucking made of spare parts too. <laughs> and uh, anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's the episode. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, subscribe and uh, download this shit. Share it to your friends, and you know, I, I'm really enjoying this, and I hope everyone that's listening is too. And, uh, you know, text me if you, you know, if you really know me, text me anything you want me to talk about. Text me if you want to fucking come on the podcast. That's, you know, that would, that would be dope. Any friends or anything like that, you know, and then you can always email at spareparts117 at gmail if there's anything like you want to talk about, want me to talk about, any questions you want answered. Fucking send me a would you rather. I love would you rather. Send me that <laughs> shit and I'll fucking answer the best I can. And I'm probably going to give the darkest answer. <laughs> <laughs> Air it on your next podcast. Exactly. We'll do a segment of would you rather. I don't even care. I love would you rather. That would rather. be awesome. That is my favorite pastime. <laughs> so, yeah. This is, uh, this is Spare Parts. Uh, you know, I'm your host, Jordan Comby. And my guest today, my best friend, Austin Archambeau. Uh, We've had a fun time on here, and we hope you guys have too. See y'all later. (laughs) We've all made mistakes. We've all done stupid shit. We're all broken inside. We're all...